Ah, ah, well, here we go. Hello, everybody. I'm Maxwell, but you know what? Doesn't matter. I've got a story for you. It's a wonderful story full of goodness. The kind that gives you the warm and fuzzy feelings. Here, we're celebrating and thanking the incredible support given to Cancer Central. A true collaboration of minds and passion. Cancer Central exists thanks to over 70,000 donated hours to date. Volunteer time from over 300 individuals and 60 organizations. Their mission is to help people affected by cancer find the support and information they need for free. The book, Tech, Treats and Treasures, was published in June 2022. A feel-good book full of fun, technology tales and words of encouragement. Over 80 remarkable leaders sharing their insights and advice as a fundraiser for Cancer Central, helping to keep the site free from advertising <laughs> and messaging charges. This podcast series celebrates the book and their stories and golden nuggets. Now, I'm going to hand you over to Avril Chester, founder of Cancer Central and the narrator of the book. In this particular episode, like many others, it could be number one or ten or fifteen. Okay, she's going to talk you through Tech Treats and Treasure's purpose um, and all the wonderful things all the people have given us. Ah. So, once upon a time. Chapter five. Change. I'm out of range feels a bit strange. Ready to exchange? Let's start that change. A poem by Avril Chester. Change can mean so many different things. You changing, others changing, the world changing around you. I'd like to introduce our second book sponsor, Mark Lockton Goddard, CEO of Embracent. I absolutely knew this chapter was perfect for Mark, not only because of the name, but because everything Mark supports and does. I spent many years as a CIO and in consulting, and then decided to set up my own business, which I'm not sure whether that was sensible or foolhardy. It was one of the two. I wanted to create a consultancy business that was more sensible, pragmatic, and experience-based, one that I would like to work for. We are now coming up to five years, and it's been the most enjoyable, most challenging and the most interesting five years that I've had for a long time. The first thing to note is that starting a business and then running and leading it through a pandemic is certainly very different to anything I'd done before. When I worked as a CIO for some very large global organizations, I had a team of staff I could manage, but now I had to try and become more of a leader. And of course, there is a big difference. We've had to create a brand, an ethos, decide what is important to us and get everybody else bought into that vision. There's a great phrase, you're only a leader of people if they're prepared to follow you. And in my experience, people want to follow a purpose that matters rather than just make a big salary. It's also been interesting to take the shackles off myself. Being in corporate life for 25 years, I didn't realize that I'd actually become slightly limited in what I could and couldn't do. After some months of running my own business, I suddenly thought, hang on, I can actually go and do that if I want to. Nobody's going to stop me. That was a real eureka moment for me because I thought in corporate life, without even noticing it, I was slightly blinkered to what was possible. Suddenly everything was possible. But on the flip side of that, lots of things were really not possible because we didn't have the money or we didn't have the people to do everything that we wanted to. 
So I was constantly playing this game of what I'd like to do and what I'm able to do. It's been a huge challenge. For someone that's thinking about changing careers, perhaps even thinking about starting their own business, what nugget of advice would you offer them, Mark? I would say that business is all about telling stories and understanding what stories people want to listen to. It's got to resonate. You have to really listen very carefully to people to understand the theme and tone of what's important to them. And then think carefully about how you tell your story to bring those people with you. I spent the first six months trying to manage my way into a business. Then I realized it wasn't just about managing tasks. You have to have a purpose. You have to have a vision. And that has to come from what's inside you and what's inside the people that you work with. Having gone through personal change in terms of moving from a CIO into a different kind of leader and shaping an organization, Mark has created a company that is centered around change. But I must, just must ask about this company name. We kicked around different names at the start of the company, as you do. And there was a lot of talk about technology at the time being disruptive, the technology affecting people's lives. I got the sense that a lot of the press at the time and the sentiments were all a bit negative. Technology is going to be work, it's going to challenge them, it's going to challenge and change them. It's going to be difficult. And I thought, well, yes, it can be all those things, but technology is like any tool. Ultimately, it can be used for good or bad, depending on who's holding the trigger. So I thought, where's the positive? Because there's so many great aspects around technology. So many great ways that you can use technology for good. Technology is creating new ways of working all the time from being able to spot early signs of cancer on imagings or being able to understand people's behavior and emotions from instant messages. Technology is being used all the time to allow us to do things that we never thought possible. So why do we focus on the negatives? Why is it all doom and gloom? When building this company, I wanted to make sure that we were positively embracing technology for good. Our name comes from Embrace New Technology, Embracent. There's also a play on uh, that as well in NT, always stood for new technology, but it was also new thinking, new teams, new times, embrace lots of different positive meanings. The best technology of today will be outdated tomorrow. It was more about being open in your mindset to embrace things that come to you rather than be disrupted by them. And the new technology, of course, we are a technology business, but it's not just about technology. It's about thinking. It's about people. Oh, I didn't know about the NT. Super clever, Mark. I love it. Let's touch on new technology in the future. What are you seeing now that really excites you? A lot of companies that we work for make bad decisions around technology. They don't understand what is really possible. They don't understand how to organize themselves to take advantage of it. They make poor decisions. The government is wrong and some struggle to fund it properly, do the change management and really embrace the technology well. What we're focused on at Embracer is simple technology done well. Let's get the basics right, otherwise people end up working and doing their jobs in spite of technology, not with technology. And the other thing is scale. You have the availability of thinking power. You can now scale up in a way that you could never do before. For example, if you previously wanted to analyze all the UK data on climate change, for example, it would have taken years and it would have been incredibly expensive. Now you can just spin up a bunch of AWS services, you spin up different capabilities, you spin up things. What's fascinating for me is the fact that you can scale so quickly. I'll give you an example. We wanted to create a new customer survey so that everything we do is backed by an understanding of whether we did a good job or not. And we decided to incorporate sentiment analysis and AI that helps us understand not just what people are saying, 
but what's behind what they're saying based on the words that they choose and the order. And all of this is now possible by simply buying a sentiment analysis tool off Google for a few dollars. You couldn't do that previously. You'd probably have to spend a lot of money with somebody like IBM to build something for you. So the tools you need, you can just buy as a service and consume it. Then put it all together and do something incredible. It's not a case of you having to invent it. You just essentially go and subscribe to a service. And I find that so exciting because it puts power, massive power, into even the smallest business hand. This book is about the positive impact of technology and the wonderful stories you may not have yet heard about. Mark is a great supporter of hospices, precious places, at a very difficult time at the end of life. I'm keen to learn more about your work, Mark. I've supported hospices for 15 years since both my parents sadly passed away because of cancer. When my father was involved in hospice, in the hands of some wonderful people, I was struck by how incredible people uh, they were, but and they also the amazing jobs that they did. And the fact that they didn't just care about my parents, but they cared about me, my brother, my sister. They cared about everything and everybody to a level that you just would not imagine. I was also struck by how poorly supported they were. They were functioning with very little technology support, without any proper funding, having to raise their own funds, having to use old technology and manual bits of paper. They were making such a massive difference with hardly any of the tools you would expect of even a small business these days. I've now worked with a range of different hospices, giving advice on technology strategy, and I'm also the chair of HQP, a charity that supports many hospices up and down the country as a buying group. It's a simple model to help hospices join together to get the best possible price on key products and services. My company, Embracent, is on a HQP framework for providing digital technology skills and experience to hospices at a heavily discounted price and sometimes pro bono price because those organizations should have the best access to the best technology out there. They are underfunded, they're struggling, they need to maximize every dollar. What we do is help them in a range of different ways in a way that they can consume. Because they are often small businesses, they don't even understand technology. They might not even have a technology manager. It's about giving them better tools, it's about giving them better automations and manual processes, understanding their data, and how they can better serve their patients. It's about helping them embrace technology so they can care for more people more of the time. Mark ran the London Marathon in 2010. Amazing. I used to love running long distance at school, but uh, not exactly sure what happened. What can we learn from putting ourselves through something like a marathon? What nugget of wisdom does Mark have for us from treading the streets of London and completing those 26 miles and 385 yards? Don't shake everybody's hand as you're going along because it really slows you down. But seriously, when I started, I couldn't even run to the corner. I learned that you can do things that you can't imagine if you really are focused on and dedicated to hard work. I trained for nine months. I got to the point where I could run a marathon. I never thought I could do that. And it was a real eye-opener for me about what people are capable of when they allow themselves to embrace new possibilities. At the start, I thought, I'll never be able to do this. But for me, it was a challenge and a focus. I felt like I needed to run a marathon, to raise money for hospices and to thank the people of both hospice for the dedication they'd shown to my father. And therefore, I wanted to be true to that vision and I wanted to stick to it. You really can do things that surprise yourself. Thank you so much, Mark. We can actively change. Similarly, change is sometimes forced upon us. What nuggets of advice are there for us? 
If it doesn't challenge you, it doesn't change you. Your comfort zone is a beautiful place, but nothing ever grows there. Beth Younger, Process Lead at Embracent. Don't fear change. Be proud of the past and be brave about the future. Freddie Quack, Chief Technology Officer at Times Higher Education, founder of Joining the Dots. If we all make small intentional changes, they are the catalyst for the positive impact we want others to experience. Serena Walker. Change starts with you. Open your mind to the opportunities it can bring. Amanda Khan, Head of Change Delivery at the RIPA. You can only be successful with your digital and IT transformation in your organization if your leadership and your culture uh, of the organization has a mindset for continual adaption and change. I've done many, many projects and many, many clients where it's all been about big bang approach. Yes, there's value and benefits in doing that, but it also is very disruptive. I think the continuous kind of iterative, agile way of doing small chunks to give you that value business value is the one I've seen work very much but it's got to be led by a vision the vision's got to be communicated and it's got to be understood at a operational level and a strategic level to make the benefits from digital IT change work. My name is Kuldeep Sandhu. I'm a transformational CIO, IT director and managing consultant and I own my own company called Innovative Quality Solutions. It is often only once we have planned our route the purpose taps us on the shoulder and leads us towards our destiny. Learn to recognize it and welcome it as a friend. I'm Simon Nelson. I'm a cancer survivor after diagnosis for stomach cancer 18 years ago. I've recently retired from being a police officer for 29 years and currently a diversity, equality and inclusion consultant and advisor. This is Dr. Jackie Taylor. I'm CEO and co-founder of Flying Binary. Now I'm the number 15 most influential UK technologist. This is my golden nugget. Be the change you want to see in the world. Then we will create a world founded on inclusion, a world where we will leave no one behind. Purpose certainly tapped me on the shoulder. An unexpected change in my life, which in turn led me to meet wonderful new people such as you, Simon. I am absolutely loving these nuggets. Stephen, it's really fulfilling asking for advice and support in the form of nuggets. Thank you for starting this and your idea for this book and Audible. Before we move on, I wish to stop and thank everyone who's contributed to this book. I was extremely nervous asking each of you, reaching out to my network to ask for support and help with the incredible generosity that's already been given and shown with Cancer Central. I was simply worried I was pushing this ask just that step too far. Your kindness and sharing your wisdom with others and allowing me to publish this as a fundraiser for Cancer Central means the world. I'm learning an incredible amount from you all. Thank you. Right. Tea or wine stop? Don't take too long. We're thriving here. If you'd like to assist Cancer Central, please donate directly or visit nuggetstore.co.uk and buy your physical copy of the book, Tech, Treats and Treasures. Thank you. I love it. <laughs>